Isn't it great to be in the house of the Lord tonight? A place that's been set aside for none other but this one true and living God. One that we call Jesus. Scriptures made it plain to us and you and I that have experienced it know for it to be true. Be the Savior of the world. He is the way maker. He is the provider. It's in this house tonight. We say welcome to all of our guests. Good to see each one of you in the house of the Lord tonight to come worship with us. Appreciate you taking out the time to come and to join with us in worshiping the Lord and to feel after his heartbeat, his direction. Amen. I want that more than than I can breathe tonight. For the hand of God, power of the Holy Ghost, uh, baptize this place to move in such a way and such a power. Once you ever taste it one time, you know. You know that there's nothing like it. Nothing this world has to offer. Everything it has to offer is, is deceiving. It's misleading. Oh, there's pleasure in it, but there's no satisfaction in it. There's no contentment in it. There's no nothing. But oh, if you get in that place and you know you're in the, in the graces of God. You know that there's nothing like this. And it's just a taste. It's just a, a small sample of what it's going to be like. In that moment when this old body puts on that new body. That moment in the twinkling eye, whether in the grave or out of the grave, that we're going to be caught up with him. But until then, until then, we've got to contend. We've got to be the soldiers. We've got to be the believers and the worshipers. And, and we've got to hunger and thirst after him. Yes, yes, yes. Psalmist wrote and told us, he said, Longed after him as the heart panteth after the water brooks. The predators has been on their trail for a season, for a while. Man, man, I'm telling you. I want the Holy Ghost to fall in Bendale, Mississippi. The power of God to move and to... You see, because we're facing some things that only the Holy Ghost, only God can bring deliverance. Only God can shake the ground. Only God can break the chains and the fetters. Only God can place a door there. Because nobody else can. The government don't have enough money, enough resources, enough programs. You don't either, and I don't either. But God's got it. And you and I know that tonight. You and I know that tonight. If you know anything about the Word of God, if you know anything about Jesus, if you know anything about the Holy Ghost, it's there. It's available. It doesn't matter what kind of circumstance you're facing, what kind of storm you're going through. He's that comforter. He's that present help in the time of trouble. 
He's that assured one that'll see us through. Got your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Acts, 13th chapter. Not real sure how this is going to. Thank you, singers. Thank you, instrument players, saints of God, and all that's here tonight. I promise you, you got a lot more confidence than me and I've got. Got a little thought, and it's really nothing, a uh, whole lot to it, but, but if somehow tonight that this could get in our spirit, somehow tonight that this could just get in our minds, get in our hearts, with a made-up mind, with a made-up heart, that regardless of where I'm at tonight, regardless of what troubles or circumstances that I'm facing. If I can just let this get a hold of me. In such a way. I can be a winner. Acts 13 and 6. This is a time of. It's kind of the turning point in the book of Acts. Between Peter and Paul. And the main characters in the Bible. Or in the book of Acts I should say. Conversion that took place in the ninth chapter. Gentiles is one in the tenth chapter. This makes its way through and begins to deal with Paul and his journeys. And even here, this one of the first and possibly one of the first Gentiles. After winning that first Gentile, some likens it. You come in this thirteenth chapter and he's going to make his way to to a place, the sixth verse says, and when they had gone through the isle unto Patmos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, which was a Jew. It amazes me throughout the scriptures how often that God's own people became his enemy. Came vessels of the, of the devil. Came vessels to be used by the hand of the devil. By the spirit. To war against his will. To war against individuals that desired to be saved. A Jew whose name was Bar-Jesus. Which was with the deputy of the country. Sergius Paulus. A prudent man. Who called for Barnabas and Saul. And desired to hear the word of God. He had called for Barnabas. Notice Saul. It's, it's the term Saul here. But we know he's talking about Paul here. Calls for him. And he wants to hear truth. He wants to know God for himself. He, he had heard enough. He had heard enough maybe through the grapevine. Over how you want to liken it to that time. I'm sure he wasn't the internet. <laughs> Praise God. But he heard it. And so he calls for them and beckons for them to come into the, on the other side of the Isle of the Patmos now, into the place. And as you, you, he has a desire that I want to hear the word of God. I want to be saved. Anybody in the house want to be saved? Anybody in the house wants to finish this journey full of the Holy Ghost and a vessel of God? That's what it's going to take. 
Regardless of what comes and goes, it can't just be a tradition. It can't just be something I was raised in. It can't, no, it's got to be something that begins to drive me and pulls at me and, and longing inside of me to know that, uh, devil, I'm going to be one of those that's going to make sure, devil, you're going to eat crow. Devil, you're going to eat crow. Every lie you told me, every deceiving time you came in my way before and even after the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to purpose in my mind and heart and spirit. I'm going to be saved from this untoward generation. I'm going to be saved from one of the most wicked and vile generations that this world's ever known. As it makes that full circle back around to the days of Noah. A man to a place that only eight souls could be saved out of its then known world. Some predict it was up in the millions by that time. I don't know. God knows, but I'm telling you, but when you purpose and when you make up in your mind and your heart and your spirit and you're willing, amen, to submit yourself and say, you know what? I'm going to cry out to this one called Jesus. I'm going to lift my voice without hesitation. I'm going to lift my voice without shame. I know who's going to save me. I know who's going to come and rescue me. And I don't care what's happened to the others and the ideas and the opinions of others. I just know I'm going to make him my personal savior. I know I'm just going to make sure he's my God, I'm going to know him and have fellowship with him. Would you help me pray tonight, Lord? We love you tonight. We're so thankful for your grace and mercy, and you help me here tonight. You help us here tonight, God. We can't have church without you in our midst. We can't have a move of God without your anointing. God, we're, we're, we're fooling ourselves if we just want to come and just try to have. No, we don't. We come in God praying. We're praying with everything that's in our souls and everything that's in our hearts, our minds, and our spirit for the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the anointing of God to move in this house. God, we want you to touch every man, woman, born girl that's in this assembly. We want them to know that they've been in the house of God, that they've been in the presence of the everlasting God. We want every saint of God to know it will be as reassured tonight. Hallelujah. Before they leave this house, amen, that they can be endued with the power and with anointing, with authority, amen, that they can tell the devil. They can look the devil straight in his eyes and tell him, you're going to eat crow, devil. Hallelujah. All the pitfalls and all the troubles, amen, has been brought my way. But God, we're praying for anointing and a move and a transforming power of the Holy Ghost in this house. That'll change us before we leave this service tonight. God, we pray for that anointing. We pray for that heartbeat. It's not by our own doings, not by our own powers, but by your mercy and grace and your anointing as it moves upon this place, as it moves upon this hour, as it moves upon this very time and season, the season of this church, God, the season of who we are and what we are, God. We pray, God, that you'll anoint us and move upon us and help us here tonight. And we'd obey the Holy Ghost to the best of our ability, God. We let the power of your grace and mercy and spirit and word move in this house God and the work would be done according to your will we ask it God we ask it no other name but in the name of Jesus Christ work for us in this house tonight God in Jesus name Lord bless you you may be seated praise God praise God praise God Find the heart of God, to find the mind of God, to war off the, the enemy, to keep ourselves from being distracted, keep ourselves from being polluted. The New Testament writer simply wrote it to keep ourselves unspotted from this world. 
that's becoming more of a greater task than ever before. This generation can face some things and have to deal with some spirits. There's no doubt that Noah's day and his generation dealt with no telling what all type of spirits of iniquity and sin and unbelief and things of that nature. No telling how they ridiculed him and mocked him and made light unto him. Until all of a sudden, when that rain began to fall out of the heavens and those clouds began to build up and that beneath them began to break up water, began to gossip out of their ground out of that earth they had none of them had ever experienced such a judgment of God none of them realized what was going to come in that moment and in that hour and in that day but we're living at a time that we don't have to be we don't have to be deceived to this we don't have to be blinded to this the Bible has made it plainer to us God has forewarned us and we know that judgment's going to come. We know there's going to be a catching away. We know that even this earth is going to be burnt up with a fervent heat. Amen. He's not going to destroy this second time. Amen. With a flood. But a judgment's going to come. We, we know without a waver and a doubt in our spirits tonight, in our hearts tonight, it's appointed unto man to die, that he's going to have to face God, and he's going to have to give an account for the deeds that's done in his body, the account for the deeds that's done in his life. We, we understand all of that. We know that by the word of God. But I'm telling you tonight, amen, if it's ever been, and I, I felt this, and I know it's a little crazy, and I know it's a little off, and I, I really don't know just what direction, how this all is going to work out, amen. But I'm telling you, there's this generation needs to have a generation to rise up within them saying, you know what, I'm not going to sell myself to iniquity. I'm not going to sell myself to a dollar bill. I'm not going to sell myself to nothing but Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm going to purpose in my mind, and I'm going to purpose in my spirit and my heart every day that God gives me. We we sung it. We already sang it. Amen. How that we just want to be in your presence all day, every day. How we want to sing and love and worship and magnify this God. We talk about it. We sing about it. But I just ponder how often do we really do it. Amen. When God gives us an opportunity, amen, to just call on him and to be in his presence. And how such a personal relationship and a companionship with him. Amen. Hallelujah. Day in and day out. That we're living in a society. And we're living in a world that's lost and undone and confused and don't know, don't really know what direction and how to deal, deal with life. That's right. I had some things happen just this week. After Sister Moore's deal Friday night, we was cleaning up and and Candace is her name, and some of you know her, and she came up and and I know we can we can we can check off the list of why she's where she's at. But it still don't change the fact that it's somehow by the grace of God, somehow by the love of God, that we could persuade them. There's one that can deliver you. There's one that can set you free. In fact, you're in a place and you're in a condition. He's the only one. And if he doesn't do it, you're going to wind up lost and undone. Because this world don't have enough resources. Hallelujah. They don't have enough powers or authorities. Amen. But there is a Savior. And then after dealing with that Friday night, got to work Saturday morning and they're laid on the beach. As I pulled up, I said, Lord, have mercy. Look at him. 
Amen. And so there was Amanda. Amen. And she laid under the, on that bench all night. And I was thinking again, how in the world can we get this across to them? How can we penetrate their minds and penetrate their hearts? Somehow that we could get them to understand. As, as, as far down as they are and sin has, has been ravaged in their lives and the devil has done everything he possibly can to destroy but yet inside of me I know there is a God and somehow if I can get them to cry out and somehow if I can get them to come to the realization and the understanding some of you in this house tonight if I can get you to shake yourself and stir yourself up say, you know what I don't have to live this way and I sure don't want to die this way but something's got to get stirring inside of you say oh God oh God I need you because I'm no match for the devil I'm no match for the, the circumstance or the situation I'm in but with God's help and with God's anointing and God moving on my behalf I can look this situation and look that devil straight in the eye and tell him you're going to eat crow devil where did this term come from? Where did this statement come from? Sure, it's not out of the Bible. Okay. Forgive me for that. It's not out of the Bible. I decided to try to find out a little about it. So one of the first places you should see mentioned about it, and a lot of this, they're not even real sure, I don't think, but one of the first places... It's in 1812. And here the, the British war and there was a skirmish that was going on. And, and so in this war, a soldier had went out across the lines hunting. <laughs> Not really knowing what he was doing. Shot a crow. Killed it. Going to eat it. Well, I don't know if he's going to eat it or not. But anyway, after he shot, he probably realized, I'm not, not going to eat this. Even, even the Bible is taught against not to eat crows, believe it or not. Amen. But, uh, but, amen, he got caught by the enemy. And so when the enemy caught him and took his gun from him, amen, he made him take a bite out of that crow. But as the day lingered on a little bit, the soldier was able to overcome his enemy and got his gun back. And when he got his gun back, guess what he done? Amen. He put that gun to his head and said, now you eat crow, buddy. Hallelujah. I'm in the Holy Ghost. If you won't let everything distract you tonight, I'm in the Holy Ghost. There's some spirits and attitudes and things. I'm telling you, the devil sat on your shoulder and he's crowed it and he's talked about it and he's pumped your mind full of it. He's pumped your heart full of it. It's always going to be like that in Mendel. I beg the difference for you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I'm telling you, whenever you get a hunger and a passion desire, no, it's not always going to be like this. Hallelujah. Because I'm going to look that devil. Amen. By the word of God. What? Says Jesus said, speak to the mountain. So, the next time you look at it, you're going to see here, and maybe even this, there's a little more, but it's in 1850. It was a time that a, a farmer, a man that would fix meals for those that he had bored. And so they was complaining about the, the food and how bad it was. And he, man, he told them, he said, man, he said, I get a crow. <laughs> so sure enough, they took the bed on. I said, all right, we'll just see. Well, the catch of that was, he, man, when they fixed the crow, they doctored it up. They seasoned it up. 
But the old farmer ate it. <laughs> Chewed it up and swallowed it. Was able, amen, to put it down. So, proved his point. Amen, that I can eat crow. But I'm here to tell you tonight, the real, the real statement about, you ever had to say, you ever made the statement, I had to eat crow? You know what it's really talking about? You was making a statement about something that you were so sure about. And you was felt so strong about. All of a sudden telling somebody, hey, you're going to do this, or you're going to do that, or I'm not going to do this, or I'm not going to do that. And all of a sudden, amen, realization came in or something, and you had to confess, amen, that I'm going to eat crow. Let me tell you something. The Bible says the devil's a liar and the father of all lies. It's time, amen, even for America to wake up and realize, devil, it's time for you to eat crow. You sold us a bill of goods that's no good. You been lying and deceiving to us, amen, ever since we've been born. Every time you get everything, you carry on a conversation it's a lie, amen. You're the father of all lies. You're nothing but a murderer and a deceiver and a thief. That's all you are. Can I help us out tonight? Every time that little spirit rise up in you and tell you that you could do things that's contrary to this book, and get by with it. It's a lie. It's a lie. Thereby the thousands and millions. That believe that they don't have to truly. Repent and change their lives. And still go to heaven. But it's a lie. Thereby the millions. Amen. That don't believe that you've got to be baptized in Jesus name. But it's a lie. Even thousands, even, even slipping in among the Pentecostals that really don't believe that you've got to have the Holy Ghost. But I'm telling you, it's a lie. It's a lie. And I'm telling you, if there's ever been a generation that needs to shake herself and say, you know what? I'm going back to the original. I'm going back to the old-fashioned. I'm going back to the place, amen, to make my call and election sure. I'm going to know when I walk away from this place that I receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to become that new creation. I'm going to have the experience, amen, that this book says I can have. Not what man says, not what religion says, and definitely not what the devil says. I'm not going to listen to that lying devil and sell myself short. No, amen. I'm going to pay the price. I'm going to make the devil, amen, eat crow. Because I'm going to receive the fullness of salvation. I'm going to receive the fullness of Pentecost and the experience of Pentecost. I don't care how modern the day's got. I don't care how modern the hour is. I tell you, we can still have some old-fashioned moving of God Almighty. But somebody's got to rise up in Mississippi. Tell me you fixing to eat crow. We got to see to it, amen, that you're going to have to back up on your word. So, as you watch this, when, when Paul and I'm not going to preach long, we're going to baptize Sister McCallie tonight in the lovely name of Jesus, and that really ought to excite us. Uh, hallelujah! That's our prayers. It's just the beginning. Sister Olivia, but let me tell y'all tonight, Sister Kelly, let me tell you, the battle just begun. The battle just begun. And the warfare that'll take on even inside you sometime of that old man wanting to rise back up. 
Hallelujah. That old devil slipping and trying to ease around, slipping back in. But I'm going to tell you something. You know what I do? Hallelujah. Thank God for good examples. Thank God for wholesome examples. And thank God for them. But on the other hand, hallelujah, there's nothing like you making a personal event for yourself. I'm going to search the scriptures myself. I'm going to work out my own salvation with fear and trembling. I'm not going to take everybody's okays. I'm not going to let everybody else just pat me on the back. Hallelujah. In fact, hallelujah, if nobody's pat me on the back, that's all right too. If I got to be pat on the back every time I come to church to live for God, I tell you what, we're lacking somewhere. If I got to be okay to up this and up that, every time I turn around, there's something lacking in a personal walk and personal relationship with God. I'm telling you, the enemy's slipping in and robbing us of it. But I'm telling you, it's a time, amen, to tell the old devil, amen, you got to eat crow, buddy. devil's talking. The devil's doing things, Brother Ford. And people's giving God the credit. God giving God the, the praise for And it's not even from God. It's a lie. It's deceiving. It's misleading. They're, they're hooking. They're drawing it in. There is a real Holy Ghost, folks. I'm talking about a Holy Ghost that can put some chill bumps on you. But it won't just put chill bumps on you, buddy. <laughs> well, you may not like this one. But I'll tell you what, the devil's learned how to give. Hey, Amen. I've heard him. I've heard him. Amen. I know him without a doubt by the word of God. I'm not judging him. The word of God judges him. And I have a right by the word of God to make the judgment. If you can't make a judgment in this earth by the word of God, then please tell me where you're going to go. How are you going to be saved? If the word of God can't judge us and you can't be judged in the house, then how are you going to be saved? You can't be saved without judgment. Hallelujah. In fact, Paul, amen, is cursed to judge ourselves. And if we thoroughly examine ourselves and judge ourselves, no other man won't have to do it. I'll tell you what I've struggled with in the last week or two. Some places it's just a rule. But it doesn't mean anything. There's no enforcement of it. Now here, I'm this type. It's just me. If we're not going to enforce it, don't make it one. Take it off the list. Erase it. When it comes to holiness, I shouldn't have to preach holiness and separation. Not if you've got the Holy Ghost. That Holy Ghost will work. That Holy Ghost. And, and watch this. It'll work more, more so on the inside as much as the outside. But that old devil just slipped in and said, oh no, he just, he just wants to be old fashioned. He's just out of date. <laughs> really, they don't do it like that anymore. That's really not essential anymore. But I'm here to tell you, we still won't have revival without prayer. I'm here to tell you, you can't have old-fashioned moves of God without prayer meeting. Without old-fashioned prayer meetings. You won't have old-fashioned moves of God. 
You can't just come flying in. Hallelujah. Doing whatever you want to in the house of God and expect everything. Oh, no. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there's a process. And that's nothing but a lie from the devil. Hallelujah. That we can, I know we're living in a, in a time, amen, that you can get a meal. Drive up, amen. And this fix, you know, hurry up and get all this stuff. And instant and fat time. And don't have to put much effort in. But there's some basic things. It's in the house of God and serving God that's never going to change. I don't care how modern we get and how fast we get begun to do things. I'm telling you, there's some things. It takes good quality time and effort, amen, to put into it and get any results. Hallelujah. That's all it is to it. And we got to quit listening to the devil. Hallelujah. Just a five-minute prayer here and pray while I'm driving down the road and pray while I wash dishes and pray while I'm doing everything. Oh, that's good. Continue prayer. But that can't be the only style of prayers, amen. If we want old-fashioned moves of God, we got to go back to some old landmarks. Some of you looking at me. I'll tell you why too, because I got your number. Don't listen to that devil. Next time you, you start setting your time. All right, watch this. I'm on, tomorrow I'm gonna do it. Get your time set. Watch that phone. Watch them babies. What starts coming? Even the devil knows. If you ever get to that place and you become consistent in it and steadfast in it, hallelujah, established. We learned that this morning from Daniel. He didn't start praying a man when the decree was signed. He had already, in fact, his praying is what caused it to happen. It was his praying and commitment to God that caused the challenge. It's all about a challenge now. Between the good and evil, between dark and light, between that which is upright and wholesome, hallelujah, that would move inside of our beings and our souls, our minds and our hearts. We, we struggle when we come to the house of God without falling asleep because we've been so whatever. That stuff bothers me. As a pastor, that bothers me. I understand that's occasionally, but not service after service and week after week and month after month. And we can say this and we can say that, but I'm going to tell you something. And you watch this. Young people, we can have a move of God right here. We may not have 200, but what four or five will come and make up in their minds and make up in their heart. Hallelujah. You know what? Devil, you fix an eat crow in Bendale, Mississippi. We're going to be a young people. It's going to be on fire. We're going to give ourselves to God. We're going to keep ourselves sanctified. We're going to keep ourselves justified. We're going to keep ourselves separated from the world. We're going to live for God and watch the favor of God move. Watch this. That devil keeps telling you you can't find a suitable help. But I beg the difference with you. Whenever you humble yourself and give yourself to God Almighty, He's the maker of every man and every woman there is. And if He has to, He'll create you one. That's a lie. I'm telling you, that's a lie. You need to start facing that lie. Tell him you fix an eat crow, devil. Have him fix a seek God, find God, and God's going to answer the prayer. Well, I'll fix you, give you another one. Yeah, my mama was always depressed. My grandma's grandma's grandma was always that way. It's just in our genes. You listen to the wrong one. It's time, amen. You know what I'd do? I'd pull them old jeans right up to that mirror. I'd get him just like this. 
pull him right up that mirror. Mr. Gene, <laughs> Mr. Crow, you fix and eat it, buddy. By the blood of Christ. Because in the word of God said. I become a new creation. A new creation. There's something on the inside of me now. Hallelujah. It can make me a new creation. That can cause me to think different. Cause me to talk different. Cause me amen to walk different. Cause me to be victorious over the power of the enemy. So devil you're lying. So I'm going to pull myself up there and say. Oh genes you're gone. Oh spirit you're gone. Greater is he that's in me. Than he that's in the world. Got to give you another one. Quit thinking every little pain's cancer. Amen. Well, this is it. I'm doomed. This is the one. Watch too much Sanford and Son. It's a big one. It's a big one. That's exactly what the devil wants you to do. Because when you start exaggerating about that, you won't stop with that. It'll be something else and something else and something else. After a while, you'll live your whole life in turmoil and have nerve problems. And then he'll start telling you, well, I'll tell you what, go down there and get you some of this and some of that. And leave, read all the side effects to it. Oh. I'm fishing across one here, y'all. Maybe I better bypass this one. <laughs> Let me just tell you this much. Because it's not a heaven or heaven issue. It's your decision. Brought some papers up at the hardware store. In fact, Miss David did. At the, the shelter. I believe it was yesterday. Shelter. Anybody that wants to get a shot. Vaccination. That didn't irritate me. You know what irritated me? This is what irritated me. I began to read it. Twelve years or up. What's this? You didn't have to have any identification. They just throwed everything that could, that would be requirement, amen, for you to do other things. All of a sudden, we just throw all them requirements, just throw them out the window. It's big enough to walk up in there. Now, I think you had to be 18 to actually get the shot. That wasn't real clear, to be honest with you. I'm not against it. I'm not for it. I'm just telling you. I didn't announce it here. If you missed it, they'll do it again if you want one. That's up to you. I'm not. I'm not... I'm just telling you, I am shocked at the procedures and the direction and, and what they've done, amen, to give everybody these vaccinations. Hallelujah. That means they're telling me that little 12-year-olds, if they want it, they can just walk in there and get it if they want to. Hallelujah. But you know what? There's a lot of other areas we wouldn't let that never happen. And so all of a sudden, so you see what I'm telling you? We better be careful. We're living in a world, amen, that's become so addicted to drugs above the counter and under the counter. We're becoming so, amen, prone and trusting. And I'm not preaching against them, but I'm here to tell you, hallelujah, we got to watch 
object. Hallelujah. Quit listening to that devil and that lying thing. Jesus can heal your body. Jesus can heal your mind. Jesus can heal your heart. Jesus can heal you in anything and everything. And besides that, if he don't see fit to do it, his grace is sufficient for you to endure the pain and the, 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 the infirmities of it. Hallelujah. And still live and overcome alive and a victorious uh, to be a testimony and witness to everybody around you. Hey, devil, you're going to eat crow, buddy. I'm not going to mumble. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to backslide over it. I'm going to live for God anyway. Hallelujah. I mean, I can dance as well as I used to, but you know what? I'm going to do what I can do. These old joints and everything. Well, you know what? I'm going to let them love and worship God anyway. Our scripture text tonight. Amen. In Acts the 13th chapter. Patmos. Patmos actually was a place on the other side of the island. So basically, Saul in this particular setting here, a man that we know as Paul, as they made their way across and made the way, a man. When he got there, the Bible says there was a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew. Whose name was Bar Jesus, which was with the deputy. The deputy here, actually, if you look it up, it's a proconsul or a governor. In other words, he was probably the main guy on the island in authority, in rulership. <laughs> and so, this sorcerer called Elymas, the sorcerer, so is his name interpret, interpretation, which stood them seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith that was his desire, that was his, his mission. I'm not about to let this man that holds an authority and holds government ship. Amen. I just wonder what happened if all of a sudden all the White House got apostolic, one God-believing people in it. What would happen to this nation? I tell you, you can read in the Old Testament when Israel had godly kings and godly leadership. Hallelujah. God blessed them and they was made overcomers and they made the devil, amen, equal time after time. Time after time. But when the godly fellowship, amen, a godly leadership fell out to the wayside, they went right back to it. And so, here. So we know as Paul here, filled with the Holy Ghost. Notice that. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Set his eyes on him. And said, oh, full of all subtlety and all mischief. Thou child of the devil, he recognized. Watch, watch what happens here. You see the miracles in all the beginning of the Peter's apostleship. Now that's switching. Not, it's just changing. The, the right is going to Paul now. And even with Barnabas and Paul, after this episode, it was Barnabas and Paul. But now you are Saul. Now you're going to start watching. Watch this. Even Saul, hey man, does away or quit using the Hebrew name and starts using his Gentile name, Paul. From this point. And it changes, amen, from Barnabas to Paul. Amen, to Paul and Barnabas. Because here's where Paul steps up to the call that's been placed upon him. And the spiritual authority that had been given to him. As he looked him in the eyes. And began to tell him who he was. And what his purpose was all about. <laughs> 
And then he prayed and called for a darkness and a mist to fall upon that man's eyes. And watch the rest of it. And whenever a man, whenever, now behold, the hand of the Lord was upon thee, and thou shalt be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there fell on him a mist of the darkness. And he went about seeking some to lead him. Now watch it. Then the deputy, which he, when he saw what was done, believed, being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. One of the most powerful ways we're going to turn this community upside down is how we walk in the doctrine. How we walk in the Holy Ghost. How we walk in the authority that God has given us. And only God can give it. We're the only ones that can contend with the devil. We're the only ones that can contend with the sickness and the, the, the foulness. Amen. Of the generation that we're living in. We're the only one. Amen. Through Jesus Christ and the grace of God and the mercy of God. Amen. If they can have any hope whatsoever, they got to find us and we got to find them. So it's up to us. Devil's always contended with God's people. I could take it to Balaam. I could take it to Micaiah. Amen. In First Kings, the 22nd chapter, when they put pressure on him. Amen. Whenever Ahab was going out to battle. Hallelujah. But watch. And I could take it, amen, to the times in Exodus and some of the first times of Moses and Aaron when they came before Pharaoh. Hallelujah. And they had that serpent, that rod that was in his hand. Hallelujah. And he comes there and he throws that rod down and it turns into a serpent. Hallelujah. And here comes the sorcerers. Here comes, the, amen, the magicians and all them and their enchantments. Hallelujah. They throw the rods down. Hallelujah. And they turn into serpents. But what happens there all of a sudden? Amen. Moses' serpent just gobbles them all. All up. Hallelujah. When's the last time you just gobbled him up with the love of God? When's the last time you just gobbled him up with the power of Christ in your heart and the power of the Holy Ghost in your heart? When's the last time you just let that rise up in you and you looked at that devil whenever he come with an accusation? Hallelujah. That you're not going to make it. That you're going to fail. That you're going to come up short. When's the last time you looked at that situation and said, I don't think so, devil. In fact, you're going to eat crow. I'm going to see to it by the mercy of God as he anoints and directs my footsteps. You're going to eat crow. I'm not going that way. I'm not going to fall into that trap. Can I say this? Without, without anybody feeling anything offensive here. I just wonder how many divorces we could have saved. just wonder how many broken homes and broken relationships in the church and from the pulpit to the church somebody said you know what devil it's not going to happen here I'm going to pray fast and by the help of God that line you've been telling me it's not going to happen because you're going to eat crow buddy it's time amen Hallelujah, that you're going to eat grow. I'm going to conquer this. I'm going to defeat this. Let me tell you something. God does not intend for you to fight the same Goliath and the same battles over and over and over again and again. They may be other giants in the field and in the world. But when David took Goliath down, he made sure he wasn't going to get back up. And there wasn't going to be any more Goliaths from him either. 
So could it be that if I sometimes, even as a pastor, look at certain circumstances or situations and saying, you know what, devil, you're going to eat crow. You're going to regret you said that. Because by the help of God and by the help of the Holy Ghost, we're going to conquer this giant. And the next generation's not going to have to fight this one. And it's not that I'm trying to exempt them, amen, out of battles. But let me tell you something. You can't let one giant live from one generation to the next. And to the next generation, hand it down to the next generation. If that's true about spiritual things that's handed down from one family to the next. And they keep increasing. I'm telling you, you'll find, finally find a place in a family. They don't have no help whatsoever. They don't have a chance whatsoever. They're so far down and so far beaten down and so far under. I'm telling you, it won't be nothing but the mercy of God that can pull them out. So many demonical forces and giants that they have to fight against and more against simply because somebody just didn't simply stand up and say, Hey, this is it. It's going to stop here. Sister Moore, you can come. The singers, instrument players, I'm about through. I'd love to take you tonight to Mordecai book of Esther and tonight with what I'm preaching it would really be more on Mordecai than Esther Mordecai that was unwilling to bow unwilling to cave in amen he even told Esther he said don't give your identity away don't you tell him but finally Mordecai is at the gate and then Haman would come through Mordecai wouldn't bow if you do a study on that, it was a likeness unto to bow unto Haman, which like unto bowing unto a deity, a god. And Mordecai, being a Jew, was not going to do it. Also in the Old Testament, Haman, a man, was, was likened unto the devil himself, the son of the devil. Operation in the, in the power of the devil himself. And Mordecai was representing the church. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we're living in a generation. We don't need to bow. We don't need to give in. We need to look that devil. If it takes all night or, or a week or a month or ever, how long it's going to take, I'm going to stay in the battle. Hallelujah. Brother, Brother Ford mentioned about reading the Lewis Lamar book. I've heard some of them talk about, and I've read a few, amen, and talk about the psychic. Up. Hallelujah. You know what? He built them sockets up, man. They could whip anything. But if they couldn't whip you, you know what? They'd come back next week and try you again. And if they didn't whip you that weekend, they'd come back the next weekend and try you again. And they literally run people out of town. So they never whipped them. But you know what? Because they showed up every weekend for a fight. Because they showed up every weekend for a fight. Because they showed up every weekend for a fight. Because they showed up every weekend to fight. They didn't come to just sit back and they didn't come to just recline back. They may not win the fight, but they showed up to fight. Sometimes, oh God, needed somebody to show up to fight. What you looking at? I'm just picking on you. It's truth though. You don't think it is? You're gonna leave service Saturday night.
what we need to put in them? I'll do it. God's help. God's help. I may not be as gifted as somebody else or this other, but if God help me, I'll do it. I'll take it. I'll take my chances. Let me ask you something. Would you rather take your chances trying to do something with God or just sit back and let the devil, <laughs> let the devil, got to remember something. When he gets through with your family, he's going after somebody else's. When he gets through with so-and-so's family, he's not going to stop there. He's going to move over into your aisle. He's going to move over into your row. But if you'd have joined in with that family, said, you know what? I'm going to help them. Amen. To make that devil eat crow. Amen. I'm going to join in with them. Bind up with them. I'm going to hook up with them. Amen. I'm going I'm to get with them. Amen. And we're going to destroy that enemy here. Because that way we won't ever have to contend with it. So if I hook up with them here, hallelujah, I can stop that giant here. And that way, amen, when the giant comes here, because I help them, guess who's going to show up? Amen. When I need help. Hallelujah. That's how you do it. I, I ain't thought about Louis Lamar books in years. I don't know why he done this, but, but watch this. He also would write about the sackets. <laughs> if you rode in town and killed one of the sackets, it wasn't over. They had brothers and sisters and cousins. They come from Timbuktu and whatever. <laughs> one after another. That's what the church has got to be like. That's what the church has got to be like. <laughs> When's the last time that maybe somebody, they fell out to something. And you purpose in your heart and your spirit saying, you got that one, devil. But I'm going to purpose in my heart tonight that we're fixing a war against that spirit. It slipped in. It slipped into the church. It slipped in, got one. But not another one. It's called a spiritual discernment of understanding a man, the powers of the enemy that's lurking. It's maneuvering and setting up. Tonight, as we stand, we'd probably be shocked tonight. If our spiritual eyes could be open and see what's working. I was in our Sunday school lesson this morning. I didn't get quite to make it that far. The enemy, man, gets off in those lurking places, those secret hideaway places. And he kind of he kind of gets in the place that he can kind of just slip in and kind of maneuver around and, and work his way. Not being too noticed. heard of people you know get snakes and oh it's just a little bit of thing I'm gonna tell you something I'll tell you something I wouldn't even have a lizard for a pet because it looked too much like a snake you do what you want to I wouldn't have one I would fool around with that kind of stuff we got him up the cage he might get out Heard a story one time, read a story one time, a lady that had a bowling stricter. 
So that thing said when she got well, she got up in the morning time, amen. When she'd wake up in the morning time, laying in her bed, <laughs> she got to noticing that snake was laying out straight as a board by her. Kept doing that for several days and wouldn't eat. And so finally she loads the thing up, or maybe she went and just went to the vet, but uh, took it down there to the vet and asked the vet, said, Hey, hey, what's wrong with my snake? She said, She's getting to tell him what you. She said, Ma'am, <laughs> said that snake is sizing you up. And the reason he's not been eating lately is because he's sizing up to eat you. I can tell you tonight in the Holy Ghost, the devil sizing up every individual in this house tonight to see if you got it or not. See if it's in your heart or not. To see if it's in your mind, if you got a made up mind or not. He's sizing us up. You know what's going to happen in this end time? He's going to size up this church. Not just this local assembly. I'm talking about the church. The body of the living God. And what it's going to take. Let's go back to some old-fashioned ways. Prayer and fasting. That's not all. But having such a hunger. Such a passion. God, you fall on us tonight. God, would you walk up and down these aisles tonight. And start tearing down some walls. And some petitions. And hearts and lives. We become so broken and so stirred that we wouldn't be, we wouldn't leave this place without you. We wouldn't leave this place without knowing that we're ready to meet you. We wouldn't leave this place without knowing that our companionship and fellowship with you is right. You know what this will bring back? It's what we call. Old time conviction. You know why we don't have the conviction we used to have? It's because the church don't have it. That's the reason there's some things that's in the church that wouldn't been 50 years ago. I'm spiritually talking as much as the other right here. Because when sin shows up, that lets me know that the serpent's in the house. The devil's in the house. He's already been here. In fact, when it starts showing up that way, he's already been here a while. He's been here a while. But I think it's time for this generation to say, you know what? <laughs> Devil, you're going to eat grown. I'm not going to talk about Brush Harbor days. We're going to have it. I'm not going to talk about and hear the stories about how they were slain the spirit and how they was this and that. No, we're going to experience it for ourselves. <laughs> Having to get somebody to drive me home because I'm under their influence. It can happen, folks. It doesn't matter how old we are in this house or how young we are in this house. I'm telling you, God wants to give you an experience that you can look your situations in the eye and say, Devil, you fix me, grow. You've done everything you can to destroy me and my family, but you fix me, grow.
because I got one that's working on my behalf now and working beside me. And I'm going to sell out to him. What about it tonight? What's the condition of your family? Hmm? Is it intact? Is it where you, God wants it to be? Did you know he's attacking every family? Did you know he's trying to destroy every family? Every family in this church? He'd love for all of us to turn against one another. And defy one. That's how God works against the enemy. Turns the enemy against one another. So you know what? The devil's learned. said, you know what? If that'll work for God, I believe I can get it to work for me if I can just get inside. Preacher, you just don't understand how that hurt me. Preacher, you don't understand how that offended me. Is it worth going to hell over? Is it worth Is it worth your family going to hell over? Or wouldn't it be a lot better saying, "You know what? I'm going to hear that old country preacher tonight. And I'm going to get on my feet and put my shoulders back. I'm going to look that devil so devil, you fix an eat crow, buddy. You won the last time with us. I don't know what it's going to take. But God, I believe you can make a move on the inside of me. That the next time that situation rises back up, I'll handle it different. I'll handle it the way you want me to handle it. And make that devil eat crow. I'm preaching to somebody in this house tonight. I'm trying to help somebody in this house tonight. Amen. Because you can win this battle. You can, the war. You, you may have lost the battles, but I'm going to tell you something. You can win the war. But you've got to get the gumption, the backbone, say, hey, I'm going to get my weapons back. And when I get my weapons back, hallelujah, you're going to eat crow, buddy. You're going to want, amen, it's going to have to back up on what you said. You were so sure of yourself and so sold out, devil. But you know what? You built on sinking sand. But I'm building on a rock. I'm building on a sure foundation. I'm building on one, amen, that gave me promises. And he'd make me an overcomer. I'm building on one, amen, that said he could make me victorious he promised me because he overcome the world I can overcome the world these altars are open tonight what about it tonight what you gonna do with it you gonna look that situation square in its face and tell it to eat grow are you just gonna walk out and let God do it let the devil have his way. No, I'm not going to just walk out and let the devil have his way. I'm going to at least, watch this, I'm going to at least put up a fight. I'm going to at least do like Peter. I'm going to step out because I believe Jesus said, come. It's by his hand. It's by his grace. As they begin to sing. What about it tonight, church? Get it made up my hearts, and minds, and spirit. God, I want to be your soldier. I want to be your vessel. Hallelujah, Jesus. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah. Hallelujah, my weapon is a melody. I raise a hallelujah, heaven comes to fight for me. 
Let's worship the Lord with a hand clap tonight for Thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Isn't God awesome? Hallelujah. As we put our trust and confidence in Him tonight to minister. I'd love for us, if you don't mind, we're going to kind of gather around Dylan tonight. I'd love to see God touch him. He's made his way up here. He's got some, some situations. But you know what? I believe God can work for Dylan in such a very special and powerful way. Healing of the body and other areas in his life. It's God's will to fill him with the Holy Ghost. And you know what? You and I need to put forth some effort. Hallelujah. To see this thing open up. Amen. To see this channel open up. Because that's really what this is all about. Is seeing people filled with the Holy Ghost. Seeing people set free and delivered. And as we gather around, pray down the powers of God. The powers of the Holy Ghost and the unction of Jesus Christ. It's not going to embarrass him. It's not going to embarrass his family. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, but when we join together and that we love them, that we care about them and God can do something for them. Hey Amen. Let's do it tonight. God bless you.
here tonight he's made some headway here this is all brand new to him hallelujah I tell you the Lord's touched him he's he's pressed and uh, getting a made-up mind and God knows how to work for him man God knows now God knows how to move on his heart his mind and spirit to open it up for the Holy Ghost open it up for the will of God the direction of the Lord he's got a good family he wants to bring them to the house of God. wants to raise them right. and Amen. And we know the devil's going to do what he can against you. But you know what? We're going to pray and God's going to work. And there's just no telling what God's going to do. Amen. Every church needs a Christian family in it. How about that? Amen. Praise God. So we thank them tonight. Hallelujah. Coming and responding and stepping out. Fell it a few weeks ago, but I tell you, got back a hold of him again tonight. And we're so thankful. Appreciate him responding. Appreciate you helping. We're going to keep praying, keep believing God. Folks, there's really no telling what God to do in Bendale. If we'll just pay the price and stay with it and believe in God. He wants to do some awesome things. Why don't we go back? Let's, man, go back. Sister McCallie, God bless you. I tell you what, before we do that, let me take care of the birthdays. I'm about to forget again. I didn't get last week. We need to take care of some birthdays and things of that nature And uh, before we, we go back there, okay? All right. Birthdays, birthdays. I know Sister Moore, amen. Turn 50. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, praise God. About 10 times, but anyway. <laughs> last week, we missed last week. I had intent not to do that last week. Did we miss anyone? We got this week, Landon. Okay. Let's get him tonight. Last two weeks, don't want to miss no one. All right, Sister Morton, Landon, any? All right, well, let's sing happy birthday to them tonight.
That's right. Let's give them a good hand tonight. God bless them. Praise God. Anniversaries. Got any anniversaries? No anniversaries. Oh, Sister Liz. Okay. All right. Brother Junior, Sister Liz. Anyone else? Well, let's sing happy anniversary to them tonight. God bless them. Good to see her with us tonight. God bless her. Just don't forget, Brother Williams will be with us Wednesday night. That's this coming Wednesday night. And then the 28th, the 14th and 28th. So there will be one skip. He'll be in peak the following week. I actually talked to him this afternoon. He was in California. So, but uh, he will be with us Wednesday night. Okay? That's Brother Cornelius. Williams from Baton Rouge should be with us. So let's pray about it. God's hand, God's anointing. Then Brother Oldham will be with us this coming weekend, 7 o'clock Sunday night, 7 o'clock Saturday night, and then 11 o'clock Sunday. Okay, write that down. 7 o'clock Saturday, we'll start prayer at 6.30. Service starts at 7. And then 10.30 prayer time, 11 o'clock service time on Sunday. We won't have a Sunday night service. Okay? All right. Love you. Appreciate you. Any other announcements? Yes. I need uh, about uh, four ladies to get with Sister Joyce. Amen. About making some dessert for us for Thursday. And then uh, I don't know if she's going to take care of all of it. But anyway, the re after the fellowship for us on Wednesday night. Okay.